You're listening to The Cannabis Hangout, two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while while we we break break it all down. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Cannabis Hangout. I'm Saab. And I'm Brandon. And today on our Cannabis Conversation Series, we are going to be interviewing one of our friends, Matt. I've known Matt personally for about seven-ish years now, and what connected us aside from other people was actually cannabis. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Matt has recently (laughs) dove into the cannabis industry, and we just want to pick his brain and hear about his ongoing journey with cannabis. So guys, welcome Matt to the Cannabis Hangout. Hey everybody. Hey Hey, Matt. (laughs) Welcome to the Cannabis Hangout. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you for taking time out of your day to come talk all things cannabis with us. Um, Let's just start with the basics. Where did your cannabis journey begin? So it actually started at a farm called Altera out in Edmond. Um, I started trimming for about two months. Okay. Did you smoke before that? Oh, of course, were you like? Of course. Oh, yeah, I've been okay. smoking probably since about 2010, 2011. Okay. Do you remember your first cannabis experience? I do actually. Tell us, Tell us about it. Okay. So I was at a friend's lake house at Grand Lake, um, probably about 16, 17 years old. That's a you good vibe. Like, yeah, yeah, That's right? a good yeah. vibe, Grand Lake. Uh, one of my friends was like, well, you want to try some marijuana? Um, I was pretty drunk. I was like, let's do it. Um, <laughs> the worst time to try it. Yeah, I, know. I think I smoked like two hits, um, got dizzy and had to go upstairs and I think I went to bed. <laughs> the next yeah. day I fell in love with it. You were um, freaking twisted. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. That's so <laughs> have you been smoking or consuming cannabis since then? Yes. Or did you go on um, like a little bit of a hiatus for a bit? Went and on a then little hop hiatus in? for about two years. Okay. Um, a little bit of probation time. Okay. Yeah. Yes. That's a, it'd be like that sometimes. It'd be like mm-hmm. that. Um so how long have you had your medical marijuana card and Becoming a patient basing off of what we knew back in our days versus what we know now, what was your impression when you first became a patient in this industry? So I've had my card about a year now. Um, Honestly, it was kind of a cool experience to see it go legal and everything Mm -hmm. and the whole medical side of it. Um, Getting your card's not too hard. Just go talk to a doctor. Let them know what you think the purpose of your medical use could be for Mm -hmm. And then... Honestly, just they pay the hundred dollars. No. Yeah, honestly, go pay your hundred dollars to the state, and then you got a card. Heck yeah. yeah, pretty easy. So how how is how would you say that cannabis has helped you in your day to day, just like your overall like well being of life? Well, honestly, um, I deal with a little bit of anxiety and stuff. So honestly, mm-hmm. talking with people all the time and all day, um, it's nice to have just a little bit of a indica in you just to calm yes, down a little bit. yeah, to chill so your nerves I'm out. So opposite indicas give me anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm actually just getting into them. That's so funny. I love that though. Yeah, I used to be a really big sativa person, but lately it's been a lot of indica for me. Do okay, so I know we're just throwing indica and sativa around. I, I just like have to say, like, what do you actually think of them? Like, as indica and sativas, are you more of like gonna? It affects your body it. how it is. I actually never, honestly, look too often of what it is. Yeah, I just okay. find my couple strains that I like. That, and yeah, okay. Yeah. See, that's okay. Yeah, and there's that's good. people who do that. And yeah, who, yeah. That's, do you have places that you cool. frequent that you like go to this place every time? That's your home base and. Yeah, um, shout out to Lit Cannabis on uh, North MacArthur. Lit, Lit Cannabis. Yeah. Okay. They got great deals. Uh, one to three every day. They got $25 uh, eighths. Wow. Lit. That's yeah. lit. Right? Do you know who <laughs> the growers are? Um, they actually carry some of our flower from oh, Five cool. Point. Okay. Out in yeah. as well. Um, but they have a whole bunch of different strains as well. Uh, uh, what's your favorite yeah. strain? A couple mm. of your favorite strains. That's a hard one. Let's see. Probably LA Kush Cake. 
Ooh, that's a good there one. There was one from High the Rise Cannabis cake. I tried that was really well. High Rise. Heard good that's things. Always a, yeah, we've heard great things about High Rise. Um, I really like the Nine Pound Hammer from our Five Point Collective. Mm. Ooh, Nine Pound Hammer. Really good indica. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really is a hammer. Um, so tell us. <laughs> <laughs> tell us. <laughs> Sorry, I'm more of an extract. No, you are good. Yeah, we'll get into that. So um, what's your cannabis routine look like from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed? Well, honestly, on the days I'm working, I typically don't smoke till I'm off work. Okay. Just uh, makes it a little harder sometimes yes. on the day. Um, but once I get home, probably hit a dab or two, relax, and then kind of just smoke some joints and dab Love throughout that. the night. Yeah. So your go-to way to consume cannabis is concentrates. Uh, yes, ma'am. Right. Is that something that you have, is there something other than concentrates that you've been like itching to get into? Or are you just kind of like... You know? I'm really content on concentrates, yeah. honestly, yeah. Okay. Um, I take edibles here and there uh, mm-hmm. whenever I'm fit and needing just some body relief, honestly. Right. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite thing about concentrates? Like, why is that your go-to versus go, like, because obviously back in the day when we smoked together, all we had was flour back in the day. Right. Or when we randomly yes. had G-pens and exactly. Nick would bring that around and we'd, feel, you know, but like, no, exactly. other than that, like, what, what is, why is that your go-to? Um, Honestly, I think it was just once I was introduced to it and I'd been smoking mm-hmm. for so long, I think I just never took the tolerance break I needed. Yes. So it just kind of was the next level for me. Yeah, I feel that. Mm. I definitely, and I feel like as you go from diamonds to plasma mm-hmm. to hash rosin, that everything offers a very different effect. So what's right. your favorite then out of that? I prefer shatter, honestly, but it's one of the hardest ones to find here. Okay. Why do you prefer so shatter? I do not like shatter. So tell me why you like it. Yeah. Um, it's just what I've always, I used to always get before it was legal here. Yeah. And what I just most used to. Yeah. Um, so you just haven't I, branched out is what you're also, saying. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, well, I've had to branch out because there's just not too much shatter here. But yeah. I honestly don't like the butters or anything like that, the sauces. Um, it's just harder to get on your spoon. And the more butters are my yeah. favorite. Like, Aussie, I love hash I like rosin. I grab it with my finger and, like, See? ball it up and then drop it oh, in. Oh, yeah, okay, so. yeah. I feel that. Then that's where the shatter. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I've never done that. I haven't either. I didn't even know that was a thing. Probably yeah. not the best way to do it. <laughs> no, but that, that yeah. it makes for a cool experience because just, like, rolling a joint it's very therapeutic that way you can actually touch the concentrate and kind of roll it and it could be therapeutic i mean i don't know so what concentrate brands or what's your favorite honestly if i can well i typically do sunday extracts which is ironic because it normally is more of a sauce and stuff but i can find some good shatter i don't find many good shatter brands like yeah the, most yeah. the shatter i'll find are like 15 20 grams and i just they're dark yeah brown yeah I'm yeah, yeah. For some gold clear shatter yes but i just can't find it anywhere that's not really something i feel like that's funny that you say that because i've not actually thought about that that's not something i see come through very often yeah so a lot of the shatter i see it's just like the worst yeah <laughs> so i don't i just don't I, that's actually very true yeah. it's not yeah i feel like colorado probably is the last time i saw a good shatter exactly, exactly. but that's also not something i shot for so i, I wouldn't know yeah but, Anyways, now that, so tell us this, now that you're working in the cannabis industry, what's been a mindset or something you've had to change in regards to cannabis? Um, honestly, just seeing the whole medical side of it and also learning everything about it, all the different components and all the different yeah. medical uses. Mm-hmm. Um, just, and also seeing from being a salesperson, how yeah. people ever like told me in stores how much the product helps them. And yeah. Like I was so about to say, yeah. do you hear really cool, like success stories of I people do. like. 
I've heard a lot of people um, come up to me about the black holes from Cosmic. Yeah. People dealing with like cancer and stuff. Wow. Um, so like yeah. those high doses and stuff really, really help them for their pain and stuff. So it's wow. really nice to hear those kind of things. I have some specific dispensaries that actually carry them just for uh, cancer patients. That's awesome. That's really cool. It's good to know. Yeah, that's really good to know because that's information that we can pass on to people. Mm-hmm. For We actually had a lady come in to the dispensary the other day who was about to have a really big surgery. And she was like, I don't want to take pain pills. And I was like, well, I have the right thing for you. And she actually bought the Cosmic black holes because they were that pain pill high dose but it didn't minus the pain pill yeah i hope it does too she obviously hasn't come back she's probably recovering (laughs) but it's still cool to you know hear those success stories and be able to i feel like it's just a whole different kind of rewarding perspective yeah going from just like smoking flour back in the day like we were saying to you know going Mm -hmm. into trimming actually like being in the the medicinal part of it and then like selling people on medicine that's mm-hmm. something that you you didn't even think of it like that back then yeah you know? like when uh, i can't even it's cool yeah. so does your family know that you consume oh. cannabis and are they cool with it yeah um so they weren't always cool with it um mm-hmm. i was caught with cannabis at an early age probably about 21 in college isn't so that funny saying like caught with cannabis like ah exactly so um they, they obviously found out that way if they didn't know before yeah, yeah. I think that's um, like I'm most sure. people's like teenage yeah. way of finding yeah. out if your parents aren't just cool exactly with it. yeah um so they weren't the happiest about it but they knew i never really quit they were somewhat okay with it but now that i've been in the business um they're really okay with it um okay one of them's got their card. Heck yeah. Dope. They, they take an edible here and there. I so. love that. Cool. It's cool to be able to connect with your parents on a level when you've been in trouble and you've been in the doghouse for that, but right. now you're going out and that is your career and you're being successful yeah. because of it. And I you're able like to, to get, like give them adv- medical advice. Exactly, really? Yeah. I like to give my family uh, crap about that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Now you're the shining sheep. Shining sheep. Seriously. So what is something that you feel like Oklahoma has done very very right with our cannabis market. Honestly, being at a good price for licenses, allowing small business people to open up their dispensaries yeah. and grows and stuff, not having these huge prices on licenses like these other big states where you have to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for a license. It gives everybody an opportunity to yeah. get into business. That's yeah. really cool that you said that. I feel like that that's not good. an answer we've heard before. No. So what do you think that's something that needs to be improved? Just quality on some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just some people in the business that you can tell are trying to cut some corners. Um, For sure. Just everyone needs to realize this is a medical game and we're all trying to do it right. Right. To help people. So. Family here. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Totally. What's been the hardest part about being a cannabis patient in such a saturated market? Saturated keyword. Yeah. Saturated. Yeah. I guess just finding consistency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you'll have, they'll have something for one, one week, then it's gone. Mm-hmm. And then. Yeah. yeah. And if you get attached to that, it's like, well, shit, now I need to find something that's comparable. And then that's a whole nother game. Itself. I feel like that's <laughs> how it is with like flour specifically. Yeah. That's what yeah. I was really talking about. Yeah. That's why I don't smoke too much flour because I just never know because it's always changing. And it's you know always what's funny different. is like when I purchase flour for the dispensary, our constant struggle is keeping consistency because patients say they want it, but then they come back and they're like, what else do you have? And I'm like, but you literally asked for this last week and that's right. why we got some more. So it's cool to hear a younger perspective be completely different because a lot of the patients who want not consistency is our older patients and being a younger patient, you want that like, 
I want this strain and I want it almost every single, as much as I can get it. Right. And a lot, some dispensaries also show like the growers. So yeah. if you find a grower you like, stick mm-hmm. with that grower. Yes. Um, That's the best way. Like, Hey, has this grower came out with anything else? And they Follow should be them. pretty spot on going on with their grows. If yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. that's a good mm-hmm. um, piece of advice. Yeah. Stick with your grower if you Absolutely. find stuff you like. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any type of like crazy cannabis story to share with us? Um, honestly, no. Nothing okay. too wild happened. No, not yet. There's no TMI. Not yet. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. <laughs> wow, shit. It can be like back in the day too, but you know. Um. So here's a question. What has there been, have you had a bad experience being a patient with a product? Like a bad, whether it was a bad high, whether it was bad, like your body felt weird. Um, I've definitely tested my limits with edibles before. Yeah. Um, What's when, the highest you've gone? Um, I did 200 actually, which was all I did. And that was a little bit too much for me. Yeah. What's yeah. your, what's your normal? Uh, honestly, I do about 25 milligrams. Okay. okay. That's a, that's a, that's a happy spot for that's me a, too. That's, yeah. That's I, I always seem to take more. <laughs> 20 or less. But 25 milligrams is my happy spot. Yeah. yeah. I feel that. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite edible? Well, that was a stupid question. <laughs> that was a uh, We're just testing you. I'm testing you. Okay. But as like a side, let's, cause Cosmic does gummies. If you had to pick a not gummy edible. And it's well, okay honestly, if there's not, not big, one. I'm not a big fan of chocolates, okay. but I do I'm like... Not either. I don't remember the brand, but they have the Nerd Ropes. Um, I know what you're talking about. Uh, I've never had those. I've heard really wait, good things about those, though. We, we've tried that. No, I we think. haven't. I'm trying to remember the brand. It's like a white label on the I front. know exactly. I'm visioning it so perfectly. My roommate my brought them home, and I was, he gave me one, and I was like, wow, that was really good. And so Isn't had, it like I've high tried dose? It, I've tried a Nerd Rope. It was rope. high dose. It was high dose. Yeah, because it's definitely not 50. half, but it was so good. I was like, well... I'm just going to eat the whole thing. thing. It's yeah. dangerous. you think of it as like an actual nerd rope with yeah. nothing in it. Right. And you just want to gobble it down. It's especially dangerous. It's <laughs> dangerous adult candy. Don't do it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we ask everyone this question because we love to hear how unique everyone's responses are. But what's one stigma you'd like to see changed when it comes to cannabis? Hmm. Honestly, just the... There's still an older crowd that has a bad stigma around it. Yes. yes. That still just really think it's the devil's lettuce and it's nothing good. Yeah. Um, and it's honestly the people that have never tried it in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see those people at least give it one shot, maybe just some CBD or something for something that could help them in their life. Yeah, or something. Some, some part of the plant that could maybe help them out and just yeah. have an open eye to it. Absolutely. That's so good. That is good. I feel like being in, you've seen a lot of phases of your cannabis journey, even from like recreational days to like being a patient and like getting your card and, being in trouble for, you know, consuming cannabis when it wasn't legal. And then you get your card and you're like, holy shit, like it's so liberating. But then you started touching the plant and like trimming and using your hands. But now you do like you're in front of people like selling the product and letting people know all the benefits. I feel like that's really transformative and really cool to like go through that. All the different phases of your cannabis journey to where you are now freaking killing the game yeah yeah no i really do i'm glad that i got all the chances to be able to grow and yeah. i actually worked in the edible camp, uh, kitchen for a while as well oh hell so yeah that's cool, cool. doing the sales for both there's actually yeah. a lot of fun and i know the products really exactly well well, i feel so. like you know exactly how it's done so right. you can really speak to it and that's so important because people want to know that people want to know that you i mean i would be more likely to buy from you had like if i knew that you were you actually had put your time in to get right. where you are well, i can answer any of your questions exactly well yeah I've done it myself i love that is there something mm-hmm. working in the grow because we've been to a couple grows and it's so grows are fun grows are hard it's um, i was about to say it's a whole different world and a whole different ball i think game. a lot right. of people don't understand how much 
goes into a grill. Yes, um, not at all. Trimming, just the fan mm-hmm. leaves. Um, How often yeah. you're, you have to be there. I mean, just watering yeah. plants can take yes. hours. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff that comes with the plants that I think a lot of people, a lot of people just think it's water it, let it sit yeah. in the lights and it'll be, yeah, you know, no, that's one thing I've noticed. Yeah. Leaves, but that's nothing like it is. No, and I feel like at, mm-hmm. after we went to our first grow, I had so much seeing everything and just how people were running around and how everyone was so like into what they were doing and the hours and how somebody always has to be up at the grow no matter what 365 days a year made me really appreciate the plant so mm-hmm. much more yeah shout out to eric um he spends about like 60 70 hours a week at the grow so hell yeah shout out to eric good. eric's killing the game killing wow the game. that's, that's awesome, awesome. Jeez. Thanks, <laughs> uh anyways i think this can wrap up our episode for today Yes. So. Yes. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add, Matt? Um, just I appreciate you guys bringing me on today. And yeah, thank you so much for being on. Yeah. yeah, we really appreciate you taking the time. No and as always, um, stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.